The Torah in Parashas Mishpatim describes to us four types of shamer. There are four types of circumstances where a shamer, somebody has in his possession somebody else's property, whether it is Kesef Kalim or it's a Behema, and the Pikadim, the object, can be in the shamer's hands in one of four ways. Either the shamer can be a shamer chinam, that he is watching it unpaid, or else he can be a shamer sachar, he's being paid to watch this particular item. Thirdly, it's possible he could be a shale, he could be borrowing the item, or it could be seicher, he could be renting the item. In the first and second case, he has no right to use the item. The shamer chinam and shamer sachar have no use of the item. Their job is to watch the item. And in the case of a shayel or the primary function of the item being in the hands of the shamer is for the shamer's use, for the shayel or use. But since he is in possession of this item, he thereby becomes responsible for the item. And the Torah discusses on which circumstances of loss is the particular shamer responsible for. And the Ketzeis tells us in Sermon Men that the Torah was Yardel Osef Daitin Shalom. That the Torah, it's not to be understood as Xerus HaKasov, but this is, the Torah was Yardel Sadat Adam. This is what we would expect, that the responsibility of the Shemer should be the same, commensurate with how much he is gaining from having that object in his possession. And therefore, a Shemer is only liable for Pshia, He's only liable if he is negligent with the item. A Shemer Sachar is liable even for Gneva Maveda, even if it's lost and stolen. However, in Ainus, an unpreventable accident, the shayt, even the shayt, the Shemer Sachar, although he's getting paid, but Lomais is not his, he did his best. Once he did his best, something unforeseen, something that you cannot prevent. So in that case, the Shayim Sochel would be butter. The Shayim, who's Kohanar he borrowed it, he's using it, he's Chayev, even for an Aynas, even for unpreventable losses and damages, almost as if he's the owner for the amount of time that he is, and that he has the object in his hands. The Seicher is a two-way deal. On the one hand, he's gaining the use of the item. On the other hand, he's paying for it. Therefore, for Einstein, he is for sure a potter. Whether he's Chayef Igneva Aveda is a Machloikis Tadon. The Torah also tells us that the way a Shemer proves his innocence, in other words, the object is gone. The Shemachim says, well, it was an Aynas, it was Gneva Aveda. The owner says, prove it. Not always can these things be proven with Adim. The Torah tells us that the proof is a Shur de Reisa. For Lokach Ba'olav Lo Yishalem, Shur Sashem Tiyem Shneem. There is a Chiyav Shur on the Shemer, 
this is one of the three shur de rices. And the, once the shur is made, the owner does not get any further compensation. However, he is owed that shua, and the shamer is only potter after that shua is made. When we do not make shuas, so therefore there will be some sort of cost as a pshara to the shamer to be mispasher out that um, shua as a pshara for not making the shua. Now it's important to understand that a shamer, even a shamer chinam, is chayev on pshia. Pshia means negligence. Generally speaking, if someone is not a shamer, he is only liable if he's a masik. If he goes ahead and he causes a positive damage to somebody else's object, he's only chayev if he's a masik. He goes ahead and he destroys it via dayan. There are certain, certain circumstances of garmi. There are certain circumstances where he sets it up that the damage is for sure going to happen, where he could be liable even with the other. There are cases of groma where he may be liable with the But the basic rule, generally speaking, rule to Shimon's money is only chayev if he is a mazik. However, a shamer, since he has been mischayev himself to watch it, He's been mischayev himself to go ahead and to watch this particular object. So then, if he does not watch it properly, if he's negligent in the job which he took upon himself, the terror is mischayev. So therefore, a shamer will find himself chayev in more circumstances than a regular made adam chaveri. So a shamer although he's doing a total and complete favor, he's getting nothing in return. But yet, he is more chayev than the person on the street for somebody else's object. Since he accepted upon himself the shmirah, they set themselves to watch it. He must watch it properly and diligently. If he does not do so, then he is chayev to pay. As an interesting aside, the Mepharshim point out that the example of the Torah of Shemachinam is Kesef and Kalim. It is some money or a keli, something which basically does not need much pull on the hands of the shaver. Therefore, generally speaking, those are watched by a shaver. Not such a big deal. You give it to me, I'll put it in my house. I'll lock the door, lock, the, lock it up with my stuff. The case of shaver, sachar in the Torah, is various behemoths which need much more work. Generally speaking, people do not watch those types of objects for free. However, it's not exclusive. It does not make a difference whether it is a behemoth or a kasev or kalim. What makes a difference in the halacha is whether you are a shayim or shayim sachar. If you are a shayim rechinim, you're chayif pshia and patar gneva veda. If you're a shayim sachar, then you're chayif on gneva veda also. The first thing that we have to discuss is how does one become a shamer? How does one become a shamer? And Taisus, the Mulchan, Taisus Babakama, the Mulchanus, also in Babakama, teach us that one is only, one only becomes a shamer if there is a clear Kabbalah Shmir. 
that I accept upon myself clearly to go ahead and to watch the object for you. If you ask me to watch the object and I tell you, put it down in front of yourself, in many cases, either I tell you, put it down, that does not make me a shamer. In order for me to be a shamer, I have to have a true Kabbalah shmir. The Mechaber says, it's somebody who was given something to watch, and he accepted upon himself to watch it without a Kabbalah Sachrayis, without a clear Kabbalah Sachrayis, one cannot become a Shaymer. If one says, I will watch, one says, put it here in front of me, that is a Kabbalah Shmira, and without a clear Kabbalah Shmira, one cannot become a Shaman. There, the second ingredient which is necessary is that the Bailam have to be Mistalic. That in order for me to be a Shaman, then it has to be in my possession. That means the Bailam walked away. Even if I agree to watch it, as long as the Bailam was here, I do not yet become a shamer. We need a siluk bailam of the shmira that he sort of handed over, not physically necessarily, but he handed over to me the responsibility of the, of the item. That is how one becomes a shamer. Now, there are certain cases which are for, one for sure does not become a shamer. If I tell you, simi necha, classical case, I'm sitting in the airport, and the person wants to step out to the restroom, he sees another from Yid, and he says, do me a favor, I'm stepping out for a second, keep an eye on my object. So, the person never meant to become a shamer, he never meant to accept a chrayis for this item, and the lotion of Simei Nechabai, Machin Ephraim says, does not make you into a shamer. There is another case which the Nesivas brings down that lets, there was a, a, a story where there was um, unrest, some civil unrest, and Ruvain wanted to, Shimon, to lock up his money in the Shemir safe. He told him, look, you could lock it up on in the safe. He locked it up on the safe. Lomaisa, later on, the object was lost. So in such a situation, if I told you to just lock it in my safe, again, we do not understand that the Nesivas explains as a Kabbalah Shmir. By telling you to lock it up in your safe, I was telling you that the safe is going to watch it. I didn't tell you that I was going to watch it. The only time one becomes a Shemir is where there's an implication that I'm going to watch it. The classical case, cases I tell you are not lafari. I tell you that, or I tell you I'm going to be Shemir. There is a discussion in the Paiskim. There is a case in the Tshuva Sarosh, where somebody wanted um, shoes to be taken up to a different city, and the the, tra- the traveler told the Balabayas that he could put, a, put it onto the donkey, and then he subsequently drove the donkey away. So over there, although he did not say Anachlofanai, the Sma understands that in such a case, even Hanach will make it to a Shemer, because since you're driving this donkey away, 
and therefore was creating a situation where you, where the, the, the Balabayas can't be the Shimer. So there's obviously the understanding that the traveler is going to be the Shimer. But we need a clear Kabbalah. In that case, even though it's only like a Hanach, it's not a Hanach Lufanai, that's enough to make him into a Shimer. But the first thing we have to recognize is that in order to become a Shemer, there has to be a very clear Ashrayas, Kabbalah of Shmira, either with the language of Kabbalah Shmira, or where it's clear from the circumstance. If I tell you to put it down in my house, and I chase you out, out of my house. So again, in such a case, do I mean that just the walls are protected, or do I mean that that's similar to the safe? Is that similar to the case of the donkey? There has to be a clear Kabbalah Shmira in order for a shaver to become a shaver. The second ingredient in Kabbalah Shmira is a Mechalik The Shita of Tesis and the Rosh is that one does not need a Kinyan in order to become a shaver. Although the Gemara says, the Gemara is now referring to how one becomes a shaver. However, the Mishnah of Shem the Rambach learns that if that tikdum shikho shemrim means that there, one does not become a shemrim unless there is a proper kinyan. One does not become a shemrim unless there is a proper kinyan. And this is a machlek sapeskin. What's really very interesting is that by the four shemrim, in Shulchan Aruch, so we find this um, we, we find this halacha brought down differently in Bai Shemr Chinam. Bai Shemr Chinam. So the Mechaber brings Machlaikis, Yeshbi Shemr, Shashemr, Hazem, Yach, Kibbal of Lishler. Or it says a natural thought I've been a stalker by a muschayev, the Eshaimim, Yeshbi Shaimish and Chaimach Yimshech, Ulmokum Shemshikha Kaina. This is a machlekes. The Mechaber brings two days in Hilchas Shemachina. In Hilchas Shemachar, he only brings the day that a Kenyan is necessary. And there are, and, and also by Shail and Secher, both days are not brought in Shulcharach. The Shail is how we pass him. So um, in, in Reitzah the Aleph, in Reitzah the Aleph, the Shach says that the Chenir Iker, that the Shach seems to pass like the Rambam that a Kenyan is required. Later on, the Shach, which receives quotes, says that and or you could say Kimli, in other words, whoever the Muxik is, is going to win. So again, point number one is we need a Kabbalah Shmira. Point number two is, is Machlekes, whether we need a Kenyan or not. And since it's Machlekes, whether we need a Kenyan or not, Lahalacha, the Muxik, is going to win. The next Nakuda, which we focus on,
in this um, in, in this segment is the chiyuv shmir. What is required of the shayrachim? How and where and in what way? Which way does he have to watch? So Shulchan Aruch tells us that a shayrachim, in fact, all shayrachim, talk about shayrachim later on, who might have a stronger and a more serious chiyuv shmirah. But the halacha is very clear that a shamer has to watch kederach Hashem. A shamer has to watch the way that shamer generally watch. And the Mechaber tells us, Reish Hadiyal Sifid Gimel, Ketederach Hashem, Hakelofi HaPekadim. The Derach Hashem depends on the Pekadim. Yesh Pekadim Shemirasai, Lo Anichem Bebeis Shah. There are some things which are very large and very heavy. As long as it's not, it's not going to be rained on, you put it to a big shower, like beams, rocks, that's already secure, very difficult to steal. There are um, things which base shower is too public, you have to put it to a chatzar, large chavilis pishtah. There are things which have to go into a bias, there are things which have to go into a locked cabinet. Chazal and Gemara tell us different ifanim of watching money and jewels, they discuss different situations, Arab Shabbos, where there's no time to bury it, or if one might need the money for Abdullah, money for investment, all of these um, different situations, and the cloud which the Shulchanarach paskins that The klal gadol is that a person, we tell a person, he has to watch the other person's object the way he would watch his own object in a similar circumstance. And that becomes the final halacha, the way a person secures his own object, that's the way he secures the pekadim. Now, a very interesting and important point must be made over here. People, their klal, like taking risks. People are lazy. A person goes ahead and he borrows a bike from a neighbor. Now, we all agree that leaving a bike outside, even in a totally front complex, is not really a shimmer. I wouldn't say that it's watched very well. But chances are that nothing is actually going to happen to the bike. And therefore, your own bike, very often, you might leave outside. But leaving your own bike outside is not called Kedera Hashem. The leaving your own bag outside is what we call it's a calculated risk. It's like, you know, a person who drives five miles over the speed limit. It's not because he thinks that he's doing within the realm of the law, but rather it's a calculated risk that he doesn't expect to um, get a ticket. Most people don't get a ticket. If he does get a ticket, then that's a calculated risk that he took and he lost. It's not because the, the, the cop was necessarily out to get him. It took a confident risk. It works 95% of the time. That is not considered to be a proper shmir. Even though it's your own thing, you're allowed to take risks. But with somebody else's thing, you are not allowed to take risks. Piscatur brings up some safer that there was uh, somebody who had shutfus money and he put it into his pants pockets which in those days was not as secure. They used to wear like these 
like pouches across their chest. And the correct way to secure money would be in the, the, the pouch underneath your shirt rather than in um, a pants pocket. Well, Maisa, it got lost. So in such a situation, that is not the Derech Hashem. That's not the correct way to do it. Even if you kept his own money over there, but that's not totally secure. With your own money, you could take risks. The case of the Sabsefer was a case where the, where the Mafkid saw him put it there. And in that case, since the Mafkid saw him put it there, so then, and the Mafkid didn't say anything, so that would be a Haskama mitzad, the Mafkid, that that's a valid Shmira, and therefore he was agreeing to that Shmira Pusa, and therefore he would be Potter. Once had a situation that the father of Akala gave a friend of his a large amount of cash in the envelope by his daughter's chasana to pay the caterer after the chasana and the money got lost. The fellow had put it into a shirt pocket and it got lost. Put it into a shirt pocket, L'chaira is not a safe place for it to be. And therefore, even though he might put his own money there, but it should be folded and put into a pants pocket. If it's put into a shirt pocket and it gets lost, that would be a pshia, even if he had his own money in the pocket. Now, it's very possible that had he gone over to the friend's house before the chasna and asked him to bring him up to the chasna, and it was a large full of cash, he's going to be danced by the chasna, one could argue that the correct shmir of that item was to put him into a pants pocket and then maybe put a safety pin you know, through the pockets that it can't slip out. Maybe that would have been the proper way to watch it. But since he gave it to him by the chasna, well, obviously he didn't have a safety pin. So therefore, that's obviously not expected. And the point that we're trying to make is that Derech HaShayrim is totally on the objects and Lafi HaMakam and Lafi HaZman. It's even in the Gemara, in the various cases that the, the Gemara brings that as the Ganon got more and more sophisticated, the Eifin of Shmir changed. So it's totally Lafi HaMakam, Lafi HaZman. And it's also dependent, as we're saying, on the understanding and the time frame in which it's given, how much time you have to go ahead and to prepare properly, and also when does the fellow need it back? Obviously, the cash, if we give the fellow cash the morning of the chasana and tell him he had to pay the caterer, then he doesn't expect you to go put it to your safe in the box because he needs it back right away. And the big cloud Godel did is that with your own objects, you may take risks. With somebody else's objects, you are not allowed to take risks. The final thing that we have in this week's segment is the Yusayin of Tchilas of Shia, the Seyfei Ba'inus. Tchilas of Shia Seyfei Ba'inus means that if I am negligent in my spirit, and because of my negligence, something else happens, but that thing is a total and complete anus, I am still ashamed or still required today because since the anus came as a result of the Shia, he had no right to be Peshea with the Hafez, and therefore he carries full responsibility. The situation which the Gemara discusses is that somebody put money in a tree for the Orbani 
shift or need is some sort of hut made out of a very flammable material outside the city. People generally don't hide money in it, shift or need. And therefore, for Ganavid, it was a Shmir Bulam, because people don't put it in a street for the Urbani, it's out of town, it's not a place where Ganavid search for money, people come temporarily within the fields, and therefore hiding money in street for the Urbani would be unexpected to a Ganavid, be a Shmir Bulam. However, street for the Urbanis are extremely flammable. Actually, what happened over here was, and therefore, was the gate of fire, it would be a Shia. What happened was it was stolen. It was no fire, it was stolen. So with the halacha is that the shaman has to pay. Even though it was in his government, have money stolen from Chief of the Urbani is highly unusual and highly improbable. But, and therefore it was a witness, but since the money had no right to be there in the first place, because of the chashash of fire, so and had it not been there, it would not have gotten stolen because that's where they had not looked. Therefore, the Shemasa Pshia saved the Aidas, the only because of the Pshia was the Aidas able to happen, and therefore we hold in such a situation that one is Haif. This wants to go back to that story of the donkey and the shoes. Again, there was somebody traveling out of town, Ruben was traveling out of town, and Shimon wanted to send shoes to Ruben's destination. So Ruben tells him to put them on the donkey, and Ruben tells him to put them on the donkey, and then the Lysa, they got lost. And the question was, had Ruben become a Shimon, or had Ruben not become a Shimon? And what we discussed earlier, was if that considered to be a valid Kabbalah Zahrais, he never said, but I'm going to watch it. We told him to put it on the donkey, so is that a Kabbalah Shmir or not? So the Rosh HaYechayev explained from the spot that the reason why Yechayev is because since everyone understands we're driving a donkey away, so if I take a donkey and I can drive a donkey away, so obviously I'm accepting Yechayev, even though I did not use a valid Rosh of Kabbalah Shmir. The emphasis is another problem with the Psaq of the Shukhar, Haskell, like this true Sarosh. Although the Rosh holds that a Kenyan is not necessary for a Shemit to come to Shemit. However, Shukhar, who does believe the day that a Kenyan is necessary, Lukhaira, in that case, there was no Kenyan. So the Sivas asks, how is it possible? that the Shemesh, Mikhaev, L'chayr, there was no Kabbalah's kingdom. And the Nesivas tells a Yisrael, which he says in several places, and that is that if I take something of yours and I put it in a dangerous place, although I was not the one who's massacred with the safe, but if I move your money from a place which is guarded, a place which is available and accessible, to a place which is not available and accessible, and I have a halacha of mazik v'yadayim. That is considered to be an act of hezek. And therefore, in the case of the shoes, the Nesiva says, the reason why Ruvain, who drove the donkey away, is chayev, he's chayev because of mazik. And therefore, even if the situation where Shia was potter, would be the let's say, 
even so, one is liable because of Mazik. And the Nasivis uses this Yusei in several places, but in another common scenario in Hilchashayim. And that is the Balabayas, the Mafkin comes to pick up his object, and the Shemer tells him, you know, I hit it so well, I don't even remember where I hit it. And um, if you come back in a week or two, so then for sure I'll be able to locate it. And the Balabayas says that I want my object right now, and you are a Peshea. The Shemer responds, Peshea? Negligent? I wasn't negligent, I was over diligent. I hid in such a good place, now I can't get up and find it, I can't find it myself. Gemara tells us that if you don't know where you put it, you are liable. Not knowing what you did is a pshia. The Nesivis explains this halacha also that the chiv of here is masik. You took someone else's object, you put it in a place where he can't enjoy it, you put it in a place where he may never get it back. If you don't remember, that's a Maisa Hezek, and therefore the deceiver says they even had a bitch near Rebailim, then you'd be Chayev in such a case.